Alright, we're back, and I decided um, just immediately that I'm not going to be super long-winded or anything in this. I think my biggest issue in not being consistent with my little hobby here, um, which I think keeps it from being a hobby, maybe? I don't know. It's kind of like, it's not a scheduled thing. It's, it's just something I do when uh, I finally bring myself. There shouldn't be any discipline, you'd think, but at the same time, maybe there is. I'm, but at the same time, um, at the same time, at the same time, at the same time, what time is it? It is 7.58 p.m. on Thursday, September 21st. This month has flown by. I could have swore that we literally just started the month, but of course we're three weeks in. Golly. It's also the first day of fall, or the second. I, I forget which day it is, but either the 20th or the 21st is the first day of fall. So, happy fall. Go enjoy yourself some pumpkin spice-flavored I don't know, delights, it's still 100 degrees here, so, um, not really in the fall spirit, but apparently, uh, there's supposed to be a cold front coming down from somewhere up north, and we're supposed to get some of that, so, <clears throat> that sounds enjoyable, it was actually decently cool yesterday, and overcast, so, overall enjoyable, um, should I just get today's topic out? Yeah, I think we decided that we're not going to be as, I don't know, laid back in this. We're going to try and become more professional because why not? I mean, I'll still enjoy myself and stuff, but I think I'm going to at least keep the topics more serious. Like, I'm not going to go off and screw around like I have with a few of the earlier episodes. Um, Not that that's a bad thing. And I'll still, you know, have liberty in all my actions and not have to worry about crossing my I's and dotting my T's. Or, no, wait vice versa, but you get the point. Um, today's little episode is something that I kind of been thinking about recently. Um, and by recently, I mean most of the day, every day for the past year or two. And that is something that a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend brought up. I'm not that great, right? And of course it was kind of a joke when it was first said they weren't trying to be derogatory towards me, or maybe they were. And I just didn't get the hint. But it didn't seem all that derogatory. It seemed like there was a mutual understanding of there being a joke. Um, which I know that some people can perceive me as egotistical. And I see a common excuse for having a bigger ego or maybe being more prideful. Let's move the microphone. Sorry. Okay. Um, as I was saying, right. Yeah, a big excuse for people being maybe prideful or kind of proud is they say they have a big personality, which I would agree that I have a big personality. But if someone perceives me as egotistical or prideful, and I don't want to be seen like that, then I'm not going to make an excuse. I'm going to try and humiliate myself, right? I'm going to try and bring humility into my life so that I can better relate with others and not come off as a nuisance that only wants to do things to pleasure himself, or please himself, I should say, and, uh, you know, get attention from others. Um, I will give the disclaimer that even if I am proud, um, a lot of what I do to maybe get people's attention is because I have noticed, I've been perceiving over pretty much my whole life that if I do ABC, I get D as a reaction, right? And that reaction is usually a laugh, a smile, etc. So... The idea is to be as apparently humble as possible so that I don't give the wrong idea and 
to, you know, because you can be genuinely humble and not seem humble, right? So I'm not just saying seem humble and be proud. I'm just, if I'm going to be humble, obviously I want to also give that impression, not so that I can be complimented on it, but just so I give the right impression and people aren't sitting there thinking, oh, this guy's full of himself, right? So as I've gone through life, right, I do something funny, entertaining, etc. I get the result of someone's happiness to a degree. And as encouraging as it is to me, and as accepted or maybe validated as I feel when I get those reactions, I started to notice that I just enjoyed people being happy because a lot of those same people tend to complain a lot. And complaining is a very big pet peeve for myself because I don't think there is any valid complaints. I think that if you don't have a solution, you shouldn't complain because it's not going to fix it. And if you do have a solution, you should just fix it. Yeah, I don't remember which one I said first. I have, I don't have short-term memory loss, but you know, I can go off on little tangents and I get very distracted very easily. So, um, as I was saying back on target, um, the least I can do to bring myself to not having to hear people complain or not have to feel like I should pity someone or that they are in the slopes and can't come out of it is usually through laughter. I actually got the compliment yesterday and this is where that ego comes in because people say stuff like this and I'm like, oh great, thanks. Thanks for, uh, you know, you just take a whole air compressor to inflate me and my ego. But um, I was told that someone at work said that they were having, you know, like just a hard time in life, like kind of felt miserable, etc. And they were hoping to see me and my face just in the morning because I bring that energy and sort of life to work. And, you know, of course, I can be kind of exciting to be around, um, whether in a positive or negative way is kind of subjective. But either way, I would definitely say that I am exciting in some form or fashion. Anywho, um, things like that really just encourage me to continue doing what I'm doing. And I have to make sure that I'm doing it in the proper way. A, not doing it for myself. B, showing God's glory through it. C, being moral. And D, um, really just, what's the word? Like, I guess it kind of goes along with making sure I'm glorifying God, but not doing, or not doing and saying things that turn people away from God at the same time, sort of to, I guess, branch off of that. But, um, going back to what was said, the quote, Jacob Scheidel, well, it wasn't Jacob Scheidel in the quote, but Jacob Scheidel in the description, in quotes, not that great. And I fully agreed on the spot. Um, like I said, I don't exactly know how much they were joking, but it kind of felt like a joke just because that was kind of the demeanor of the conversation already. But I kind of agree, right? I'm a human, so I'm flawed on my own. Um, no matter how many skills I can come up with and pursue and how many people I can please and how well I do in certain subjects, scenarios, circumstances, etc., I am always going to have flaws, um, blemishes, sins, etc. The net, you know, the negative side effects. I will have failures, and all those things can sort of count against it. Well, 
all the traits that I have, all the good ones, those come from God, right? So immediately I'm going to give glory to him and say thanks because obviously it's encouraging and I feel validated and it's just enjoyable for, you know, people to enjoy you. I'm pretty sure most people feel that way. And if not, then you're probably a literal sociopath because empathy and such, but even they're narcissistic. But anywho, um, it's awesome to be validated and I'm pretty sure everybody can agree on that. I, I mean, like I, I really can't think of people that wouldn't. So going off of that, mm, it's not necessarily fact cause it's not entirely objective, but just say for instance, that it is a fact that everyone agrees that they love to be validated. Um, beyond just giving glory to God, because I like feeling that way. I should give glory to God in the sense of using my validation or my ability to do those things that people think validate my existence to also point towards him because once again all good things come from above right so the flaws are because of sin um I was just born a sinner I didn't really choose that because obviously I would have loved to have been perfect but you know I'm flawed that's my fault and I'll take full responsibility of that but I am saved by grace through faith and that means I don't have to worry about those sins. I am just to work on being as close to perfection as possible, right? I got a quote from the, or I didn't get it from the anything. I got it from my friend, my best friend, in fact, and it wasn't that we should work on being sinless, but that we should, or that not that we should view ourselves as, what was it? Ah, shoot, I can't even, can't think. It was to live not as if we are, ah, oh, dang it. Oh, not that as, we, as if we have never broken a rule, but as if we've obeyed them all, which, of course, those kind of are the same thing, but in the sense that we are forgiven of everything, right? Every bad thing that we have done, it's not that we haven't sinned, but it's that everything that we have done in a prideful against God manner has been forgotten. Whether we did it because we're just outright hateful towards God or because we were just, you know, slipping up because we're still imperfect. Um, it's been forgiven. We try our best to repent after that because we don't hate God. Um, and if you do, you really need to get that straight because being honest, his bad side is really not something you want to be considering. Even the people that got the gracious side of his wrath uh, suffered pretty badly in uh, a human relative sense. But to put it in layman's terms, I am very degenerate. Uh, I make mistakes on the daily. You know, I'm a lustful human being. Um, I can definitely be prideful. No matter how good I get at everything, I still have all those flaws that I should work on. And as much as I shouldn't focus on myself, I do need to make sure that I am crossing those T's, dotting those I's as well as I can so that I can display the perfection of God and not take the, mm, the compliments and the fruit of 
the things that God gives me to do, but I should offer them to him because they're not of me. They're of God, right? uh, It's by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast, right? So therefore I, I am anything good that is of me. The only thing I can choose is to be a vessel and I can give God as much availability as I choose, right? I can only give him as much of me as I choose. That is the only good thing I can do. And even that is affected by the fact that God softened my heart and I was willing to accept. So that free will is strongly encouraged by Christ. And without that encouragement, we really know that my sinful self cannot handle it. So yeah, I'm not that great. As perfect as I might seem in any aspect, just because people don't live with me enough to define or determine how horrible my mistakes are because, you know, they can't see them and how easy it is to encourage people that you relate with, um, along with are encouraged by your empathy doesn't really give you that ability to do so. And as much as people can sort of see the great in me, because it's a lot easier to go through and try and display that to people, especially the ones you don't know, than it is to display all the bad. Um, I, all the bad still exists. All the sin that I've committed still exists. And I am very much not... What's the word? I'm very much not that great. Yeah, I'm just not that great. There's too much to say I am that great. Uh, as many physical achievements I could do with anything that requires fitness or the fact that I want to be a SEAL or the fact that I like learning different languages and have become successful in that or how God's made it so that I'm really well at adapting in social situations. So I'm really just good at relating with people, even if I don't have circumstances that are like theirs. None of that is of me. I'm not that great. God's very much that great. He's given me every blessing that it is. And I really can't take any kind of compliment um, as if it were something I chose or caused to happen. Cause at the end of the day, I didn't, I wasn't the source of it. Um, beyond that, from more of what humans might be able to relate to outside of the Bible, but not uninfluenced by the Bible. Um, I'm not good at accepting compliments because I just feel as if I am prideful to that. I'm, I would say that I'm probably more perceptive. And like I said, I can adapt to those social situations. So I'm a lot good at reading uh, social cues or noticing things throughout culture that other people might not in the same way. And so I'm good at mimicking things to sort of not necessarily uh, manipulate, but appeal to others in a way that can benefit both me and them I obviously like if I do something empathetic towards someone uh that's not me necessarily manipulating even if I get a good result out of it um and I'm aware that I'm getting that result out of it but that's me appealing to it so you tell someone something kind obviously you're going to get a good feeling when they accept or you see their smile or they're kind back to you and it's almost pretty expected that they will because kindness kind of just influences other people to be kind 
it's the whole you know contagious smile type deal and how light just spreads more light you can't make light darkness it's just the absence of light so the more lights there the more lights gonna come and when you uh, use your source of light to shine on others they're gonna start to do the same thing and it's a big um, sort of not necessarily a pyramid scheme what's the word but oh it's a it, it, it explodes exponentially really but uh, in the sense of compliments I'm not I see things as how other people are going to see it before I even do it, right? Like I can predict people really well. I can read people really well. I'm aware of that. Um, it's a trait that God's blessed me with, right? Once again, just not really, not necessarily that it's even always a good thing, but it's it's uh, not something that I'm going to boast on. Like, oh yeah, I'm, ooh, I can I can read you. I'm a detective and I'm going to use it to my full advantage and you should think I'm so great because I can make both yours and everyone else's day beneficial in some way or another. Um, but I enjoy the ability to pick up patterns and then use it. Usually social patterns. I'm not, maybe not as good as other things like mechanical or physical or other type of school stuff, but psychological or social, cultural, etc. I'm really good at picking up those patterns and seeing how other people are going to see it and then using that to my advantage to show people what I'm thinking or what I'm trying to pursue, etc. And within that, I see how people will see my actions is prideful or I'll see how they might not. And when I know my intentions and when I know that they can be prideful sometimes because I know I can get a reaction out of people, um, just because you didn't see me being prideful doesn't mean that my heart didn't have pride in it. Once again, I'm sinful. It's something I'm trying to work on. Uh, you know, I'm attempting to repent, which means to turn away from. So I'm trying to get rid of it. And I think I've done a decent job because I've noticed it less and less throughout, you know, the past year or two. I think I've gotten pretty good at it, um, though I'm not perfect at it and probably never will be. But we're trying to take a hold of the goal, not that I'm already perfect. You know, Philippians 12, 13, I think it is. That, that, here, actually, we'll, we'll look it up and then take it. But anywho, like... Um, oh no, I just used like and um, I used filler words. Great. No, but doing those such things and calling myself on it before other people can means that I know that I'm not that great, even uh, that great being, you know, however someone else perceives me. I'm not that great, even if I come off as that way or that you can't tell that what my intentions were initially. Um, because I knew what my intentions are and they were not for good. I meant Philippians 3, 12. I think it's a 12, 13 or something like that. There's only four chapters in Philippians, but, um, it's not that I've already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I've also been taken hold of by Jesus Christ. So I have this imperfection. I'm not that great. I'm pursuing greatness and I will try and display my pursuit rather than my attaining of it because I haven't obtained it. That's one that I should try and make more obvious, I think, because I don't want people thinking that I'm already that great. I'm not that great, as in that great being 
that I've obtained that, right? I haven't taken hold of it yet, but I am pursuing it. So I'm pursuing the idea of being that great. That's something that I will work on every day and I will use it to reflect Christ. I'm going to be as Christ-like as possible, which means that not everyone's going to like me. And I'm already aware that people don't like me, whether it's because of something I do um, morally or immorally, but um, being... Ah, shoot, I lost my train of thought. I thought these rants were supposed to be better for my expression, but apparently I can't um, express things because I can't get my thoughts going. Um, but, right, okay, so my idea, my ideal persona is to be as close to Christ as possible, right? And then following the people that followed him even better than I could really even fathom. People like Paul, John the Baptist, etc. Um, being able to suffer and praise God to that extent or being able to say, there's no such thing as a bad circumstance that I'm placed in because there can be a good out of it when I allow Christ to work through it. That's me trying to take hold of the goal. That's not me saying, oh, well, <laughs> you know, nothing bad is going to happen because I'm Jacob. I'm the main character of life. And therefore, it's all going to turn out for my pleasure, right? Like, it might not even be something that's comfortable in the end. Like, the, the lesson learned might not just be like, oh, I see. How did I not notice it? Like, the light, the light at the tunnel might not necessarily be, uh, I don't know, neon lights and a party. It might be hellfire because the next thing's going to hurt just as much, right? So I could go from a bad circumstance, learn a lesson, not enjoy the lesson that I learned and then go into the next one. Uh, but that doesn't mean that my attitude should be um, negative towards it, right? Like, I'm not the main character where everything's going to hang out of. There are 8 billion other people on this earth, over 8 billion people, I think now, um, on this earth that are also a quote-unquote main character, right? Or, or not main character, character in this life. And the main character is, is God, of course. I mean, he's the one who created us. He, we're kind of, our purpose is to serve and to praise, etc. Um, for him. And therefore, anything that I do is in pursuit of obtaining the idea of being as close to him as possible. And so that means I need to be as good of an example of what to chase as I can be. So being positive in uncomfortable situations instead of calling them negative ones, right? Like uh, any kind of hardship is a positive if you trust God and you get a lesson out of it and you use it to praise him, right? So that's why I've stopped saying that something's bad or harmful, negative, etc. Just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's bad because it can be used for good. And I think if something has the potential for good, it can no longer be bad. And so, since God works all things for good, they all have the potential for good and they all will be good. So nothing's bad. Ta-da. That's the first example that I think I should lead in. The second one is I think that I should be able to relate with the people that have gone through those 
complicated hardships, right? And so one prayer that I've consistently tried to focus on the most is for God to give me hardship. Because if I can endure hardship and I can have him take things beyond what I can handle, because I'm not going to, God will give you more than you can handle. If he never gave you more than you can handle, you wouldn't need him because you wouldn't have to trust him to get you past what you could handle, right? I mean, you can already handle it. Might as well just neglect him altogether. But when he gives you those things that you can't handle, you come to this impasse and you are forced to then rely on him or reject him and continue suffering. But when you rely on him, you're saved, you give him the glory, and your relationship continues better down the road with him. So if I can get put oh, excuse me, in those circumstances, benefit from them through the lesson I learned, and then relate with others and show them how to get out of these. And the more hardship I suffer, the more I can relate with other people's hardship. So give me <laughs> the prayers to give me a diverse hardship so that I can use it to point to God with anyone who's gone through anything. And I think I have had a diverse um, hardship lifestyle, right? Like I could go off and I can name this, 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 and this. And the idea is never to invoke a pity party where we both feel bad and we think, oh man, life was so hard for us. But it's like, okay, well, I got out of it and I trusted God. That's why I got out of it. So you should trust God and you could also get out of it, right? And this is how you can enjoy it even when it hurts. And you can embrace that suffering and you can take the chains and the afflictions and you can do it all with a smile on your face because you know that worst case scenario, quote unquote, worst case scenario is you die and you go to heaven because of course you had that faith, but you're trusting in God, right? So worst case scenario for or what we see in terms of biological livelihood is death. That's the one thing or that's the one thing that ties in every other fear is that you're going to die, right? But if death or if to live is Christ and die is gain, then that should eliminate that fear. Because the fear of dying is kind of like the fear of not having a fulfilled life. So if you can live for Christ, then that life is then fulfilled. It has that purpose. And you don't have to worry about going through life without that therefore you don't have to worry about dying because dying's even more beneficial spiritually than it was to live and Paul even talks about it he's like man how I long to go to heaven right he's like how I really would love to leave this miserable planet full of sin and go be with the perfect father that created me but uh, God has kept me here as a necessity to teach others share his gospel, be apostle, be an apostle, and teach those churches. So I should have an attitude that reflects something like that. Because he says, live like me as I live like Christ. Or, reflect me as I reflect Christ, right? So you're being a mirror of a mirror of a mirror. So you guys reflect me as I reflect Paul who's reflecting Christ. Or how I'm, you know, basically, essentially, reflect, reflecting Christ. And we should all reflect Christ onto each other so that we have that perfect example and that perfect relation with one another that gives us the, you know, promise and the ideology that life 
is put into purpose and we don't have to be scared of death and we don't have to worry about all those flaws and we don't have to be quote unquote that great because God covered all that for us. So yes, I have plenty of great traits, I would say. I would say that God's blessed me with an abundance of skills and ability to add on to those skills because versatility, I think, is the best skill to have or the best maybe trait to have and to be able to use that versatility shows how you're able to relate with more people and the more you relate with people, the more you can show or the more people you can show Christ through your relations and it becomes another exploding or ex what's the word explosion or exponential explosion of people doing that you, you know the more people that reflect me as i reflect christ and the more i reflect christ the more they can reflect me reflecting christ which really just means they're reflecting christ etc 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 the better our you know livelihood is and the more enjoyable it is the less we have to fear etc right it's uh what was it first john it it kind of talks about what the gospel was and what they saw within Jesus and how they wanted to um uh, get that or bring other people into that, right? They uh what was it? First John one, it was what was from the beginning, what we have heard and what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. That life was revealed, and we have seen it, and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard, we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Right? That's, uh, I think that's First John 1 through 4. Or 1, 1 through 4. But it's that's kind of the, that's the idea is to not take any skill I have for granted or focus on all the flaws I have unless I'm trying to acknowledge how disgusting sin is and how I want to repent and be as far away from it as possible. But you you notice the gospel, right? You take what the purpose of our life is and then you share that to others and you tell them how amazing it is, right? You sell it to them. I mean, and some people will be offended by it, but you don't have to sell it through your own works. You sell it through what God's given you. And if you're in consistent prayer of how God can use you and how available you're going to make yourself to him. And when you challenge him to make use of you, he's going to do that. And then you can use those things, those perfect products he's gifted you with to show others so that they can do the same thing. And then, as it says, we are writing these things so that our joy can be complete. So I'm doing all this so that my joy can be complete. What is my joy? Joy, or what's the definition of joy? Uh, maybe not necessarily like dictionary definition, but my, or what de uh, joy means is it's a peace, a happiness, a contentment, a satisfaction that can't be taken away, right? Like every, all happiness, it's temporary. Everything on earth that gives you that dopamine, that's all happiness. Happiness is not joy because joy is permanent. Joy is objective. Joy is reliant on one thing and that one thing will always exist. And that's the fact that we have an eternal 
paradise to get one day go to. So the more people we add to that population, or more that God adds to that population through us, the more our joy is complete. So the more accomplished we are, and I'm pretty sure that... Golly, I can't do alarms either. Okay, me and my phone are just enemies now. But the more we reflect Christ, the more we show that paradise and what we have received, what we, you know, when our joy is complete, that's those treasures that we're storing up in heaven. I think that's your position in heaven because I'm pretty sure uh, your authority in heaven or there's something I'm a little too tired to remember. I'll blame it on that so I don't look like too much of an idiot, but maybe I should just be humble and say, I am an idiot at times and can't entirely remember everything I've learned from the Bible or just haven't studied it well enough. But what I'm saying is just our joy being complete, we're adding to those treasures when we reflect what Christ has given us and when we act empathetic and when we reflect what God has done onto others, not only do we enjoy our life, even through its complications and hardships and uncomfort, but, or discomfort, but we also add to the life after death through, with those treasures, etc. So, no, I'm not that great. No, I have not taken a hold of the trophy. Uh, that is my goal, but I am consistently chasing that. And... I'm working on not coming off as maybe prideful, even if my personality is big, even if I'm super energetic, even if I want to see other people smile, my idea, idea, my ideal, no, what, what, uh, sorry, my idea in what I do needs to be effective. And if just, or in having a big personality, if, if being energetic, if being you know, uh, I don't know, overly friendly gets in the way of that, then I need to rethink how I'm going about things so that I can better relate, so I can better share and become closer to that goal rather than using those things as an excuse. Because we don't, we don't make excuses here. There really isn't an excuse at the end of the day. Uh, you either do it or you don't and that's the bottom line so from that bottom line we go back to the top which is like that verse it's not that i've already taken a hold of the goal that i make daily pursuit of it because christ has taken hold of me that's the reason i do it i chase that goal because god's given it to me but i haven't reached it yet and i won't reach it until i die but i can chase God's love and share it with others until I get there so that my joy will be complete. I think I probably did some decent theology in there. Wow. I feel accomplished. But um, this whole podcast kind of reflects the whole, you know, situation and scenarios that I press into. Like this is another interaction with me and other people. So don't take this as, oh, wow, Jacob's so great. Because like I said, I'm not that great. God is though. And he worked through me. So you know, congratulations to me, I guess, for being uh, the vessel of that message. But I hope it finds you well. I hope you learned something from it. If not, then listen to it again. Maybe maybe it takes a second turn. 
Um, and if not, then, then just critique me so that I can also learn, but I'm pretty sure I was pretty spot on with the objectives of all that. Um, do what makes you happy. Go be as close to great as you possibly can be. Go make your joy can be, be complete. Go do what you, what suits you, right? Do what, what's the word? Do what plays with the abilities God's given you. Don't allow others to hold you back, but make sure you're glorifying God. Cause if you're doing that, then you don't have to worry about being happy or being, you know, content, etc. He, he can gift you all those things. Uh, enjoy your morning, day, night, whatever time it is. I really just hope everybody is, uh, doing well, but praying for everyone. Um, just everyone in the world, really. Uh, yeah, no, that's about it. I, don't, I, I still don't have any kind of outro and you're not getting any music. I'm, I'm actually just thinking I'm, I'm too special for music actually. So yeah, goodbye.